If you had to say what your business does, who it does it for, and why people should choose you rather than any of your competitors, could you do it? If not, you're not alone. Actually, it doesn't make you a bad person or a bad marketer or a bad business, but we do need to sort it. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to work out what your positioning statement is, and we're also going to talk about why it's so important. Now, you've probably heard of various versions of this, whether it's USPs, value props, key points of differentiation, whatever the jargon is. Well, here at Exposure Ninja, we ninjas are pretty simple folk. We try to avoid acronyms where possible and just talk in plain English. So when we're talking about positioning statements with our clients, usually we ask a very, very straightforward set of three small questions. What do you do? Who do you do it for? And why should people choose you? Usually, if a business can answer those questions in a compelling way, they're in a good space. Simple statements like, we help SMEs generate more leads and sales through their websites and people choose us because we're plain English and focus on ROI are much more beneficial to a business than a longer, you know, the 28-page brand manual because a simple statement is easy to remember and it's easy to communicate to other people on your team. Now, of course, who am I to say that the six-week off-site meeting that the executive team went on to work out the value proposition canvas matrix which intersects the the avatar pain points from the persona flux capacitor was a total waste of time. But here's the reality. If you've got a very simple statement that you can use as your positioning statement, you're going to use that. You're going to be able to filter all of your marketing content through it. And you're going to be able to filter actually a lot of your business's strategic decisions through it as well. So it needs to be simple and it needs to be easy to remember. So for example, at Exposure Ninja, we help SMEs generate more leads and sales through their website. People choose us because we speak plain English and focus on ROI. So when we're deciding whether to add a new service, well, does it help SMEs generate more leads and sales through their website? If yes, proceed. If no, don't. Uh, when we're trying to work out what sort of video to create, does it help SMEs generate more leads and sales from their website? And is it plain English and focused on ROI? If yes, great. If no, well, don't. That doesn't really fit. Same with blog posts. So this really is a really useful filter to be able to run any of your marketing through. Now, the reason for this um, podcast episode, this was actually spurred by a conversation that, I mean, it's a conversation that we've had numerous times through the years, uh, but it's a conversation with one particular client that happened in the last week. And this is a very well-established and successful business. But after talking to them, we identified that actually they didn't really know what they did right? Or rather, they couldn't communicate what they did. This is an established and successful business, but they've been reliant on getting customers through referrals and word of mouth and repeat business. All that stuff is awesome, but all of those are somebody else selling our client's business to the prospect. And what they want to do, obviously, is they want to get to the next level. So they need to be generating their own sales themselves. But when they started trying to do this, they realized they didn't actually know how to talk about their business in a way that made people want to buy. So it led us to this positioning statement thing. And as I said, right at the start, positioning statement is often something that businesses struggle with, even established and successful businesses. Today, we're going to run through a three-step exercise, which is going to help you define your positioning statement. Let's go. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast.
Welcome to the Exposure Ninja podcast. My name's Tim CK. I'm head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency that helps SMEs generate more leads and sales through their website. In this episode, we're going to be talking about your positioning statement, and we're actually going to be going through a three-step exercise that you can use to create and test your positioning statement. So why does this stuff matter? Why is it important to have a positioning statement? Well, if you have a compelling positioning statement, you can use this to guide everything that you do in your marketing. It can help you work out what compelling ad copy looks like. When you write an ad or when someone on your team writes an ad, for example, do you know what you need to be talking about in order to attract someone into your business? The same with your website copy and the imagery that you use. Do you know what you need to be emphasizing in sales copy to make people want to do business with you? It's exactly the same in your sales scripts, in your customer service, throughout all of the communication that you have with your customer is this idea of where are you positioned? Why do people choose you? that helps you to identify the messages that you need to be communicating to people. So find a position that resonates you with your target customer and you're onto a winner because you're working in sync with that customer's desires rather than having to ram something down their throat which they may not actually want. Now before we get into the exercise, Let's talk about positioning and how businesses sit in a sector. And we're going to use an example of the supermarket sector. Now, supermarkets have always fascinated me for many, many reasons, but two of them being one that they're extremely highly competitive with low profit margins. So it means you've usually got to be pretty good to run a successful supermarket. The second thing is the barrier to entry is massive. You can't really just start a supermarket because you fancy it. If you're going to really get traction, there has to be a huge amount of investment that goes into it. Now, what do these two things mean for the supermarket sector? Well, it tends to mean that established and successful players in the supermarket sector know their positions. They're well-ordered and everyone has their kind of place in the space, if you like. So obviously there's a range of different supermarket offerings in every country. In the UK, at the top end of the supermarket spectrum, we have Waitrose. Now, Waitrose sells good quality food. Do you buy rubbish quality food from Waitrose? You do not. Do you pay more at Waitrose for the good quality food that you purchase? Yes, you do. But you know exactly what you're getting. Waitrose positioning is extremely clear. Now, not only is their positioning clear, it's clearly communicated. So if you look at Waitrose marketing, for example, they're using really high-end product photography because they are focusing on the quality of the products. They are not having big red price stickers slapped all over everything. They're not comparing price against their competitors because it wouldn't sit well on a price comparison. So they're very clear about their positioning and that allows them to be very clear in their marketing and where they're advertising to their customers. Now, also in the top end in the US and now globally, we also have Whole Foods. Whole Foods is organic, wholesome food. You pay more, but you know you're paying more. Unlike my wife and I, the first time we went into Whole Foods in LA and filled in our little uh, our little salad boxes and got to the checkout and I legitimately thought they'd put the decimal point in the wrong place but we later learned that this is the deal with Whole Foods, right? It's a very market vibe. Their, their focus is not on offering the lowest price. Their focus is on offering the best products possible to the 
affluent people that shop there. So another business that has a very clear position. At the opposite end of the supermarket spectrum, so in the UK, one of the stories over the last decade or so has been the rise of low-cost supermarkets, particularly Lidl and Aldi. So what are their positions? Well, they are low-cost. The food is acceptable quality, but really the thing that they're selling on is the price. How do they communicate this? Well, in their ads, They've got big, bold colors showing prices. They're showing the price of a Lidl or Audi supermarket shop versus a competitor, and they're showing how much you can save by shopping at them. So they're very clear about their positioning, and they're not afraid to use that in their marketing. So all of these businesses in the supermarket sector pretty much know where they sit, and they know their marketing messages reflect this position and the things that are most important to their customer. Now, in your space, the space that you're businesses at, your competitors may or may not know this as in-depth as the supermarkets do. Most sectors, they're nowhere near as established and entrenched as they are in the supermarket space. The particular clients that we're working with at Exposure Ninja, I can think of very few of them that are in such well-defined spaces, but that actually provides opportunity because if your competitors don't know where they sit in the market or they haven't really grabbed a particular position, that gives you a chance to actually nail your flag in the ground and say, right, this is where we sit, these are the customers that we serve, and this is what we're known for. Okay, so let's start building your positioning statement. Now, this exercise is going to be broken down into three sections. First up, listening. We're going to be listening to your team, your customers, and also your competitors to see what's out there and if we can identify why people are already choosing you. For established businesses, building a positioning statement shouldn't be about creating anything. It should be identifying. Identifying your business's strengths and why people already choose you and then just being really confident about those. The second phase is thinking. So it's going to be brainstorm time and I'm going to give you some prompts. Then the third step is going to be testing. The output for today's session isn't going to be that you have one perfect positioning statement which you're going to use for the rest of your life. It may be that you come up with a few different options and maybe one of them feels much more suitable than the others, but actually you might not know which one is right for your business, in which case you need to know how to test it with your customers and potential customers to find out which positioning statement makes the most sense to back. So three phases, listening, thinking, testing. Okay, let's get on with the first stage, which is listening. So it's really important to listen before you start thinking, because remember, what we're trying to do is identify our positioning, not necessarily create it. If your business is really new, you may have to create your positioning, but really we're trying to identify where we sit. We're trying to identify what people like about us. The first thing I would suggest doing is having a look at where others in your space are positioned. So using the supermarket analysis, you're going to go out and have a look and see who are the Waitrose, who are the Aldis, what are your competitors talking about? Now, not all of your competitors will be pitching on price. In fact, in most spaces, price isn't the main thing that differentiates people. They might be talking about things like offering a better service with some way that this is tangible. They might be focusing on a particular customer segment that they really want to serve well. So you're going to go out into the space and you're going to have a look at how each of your competitors is differentiated. Now we're going to do a quick example um, on the podcast today. And if you want to watch the video version of this, where I'm actually showing you the websites, then go to our YouTube channel, just type in Exposure Ninja into YouTube and you'll find us. But I'm going to talk you through an example where we're going to be analyzing competitors positioning 
in the accounting software space. So all I do to start this is just type in accounting software into Google. And what I'm really looking for is how each of the different businesses in this space are trying to set themselves apart. So the first thing that we can see before we go deep at all is that we've got four ads at the top of the page and each of these ads, the copy in the ad, actually gives us some hints about how each of the different players is positioned. For example, the first ad is from zero and the ad starts beautiful accounting software. So beautiful accounting or beautiful accounting software is their position right? Whether it's being well-designed or a more kind of uh, metaphorical beauty, which I guess is ease of use and um, the beauty of the insights that you get from it. But that is how they're positioned, right? That's the thing that they're focused on. Um, the rest of the ad says, pick a plan to suit your business's needs. Zero helps you plan for the future, giving you a view of your business finance anywhere access from any device, save time, get paid faster, real-time financial data. So what you've really got to ask yourself when you're reading an ad or when you're reading a positioning statement is, could this be said about any of our competitors? So much of Zero's ad actually is pretty generic. It's pretty much, well, that's kind of what accounting software does, not what Zero does. So what's different about Zero? Why should people choose them? And the thing that they've identified is that it's beautiful. The next competitor, or the next business in this space is QuickBooks. So QuickBooks ad says, easily create custom invoices, manage VAT and run payroll in just a few taps. QuickBooks is taking care of cash flow, tax, invoicing, payroll and self-assessment estimate tax payments, easy expense tracking. Okay, now QuickBooks positioning is pretty obvious here. They're talking about easily, just a few taps. It's taking care of these things for you. It's easy expense tracking. So they're very much playing on the ease of use, right? Easy, take care of it, just a few taps. This is making it seem easy for people that maybe feel a little bit intimidated by the whole accounting software thing. The third ad that we see is for free agent and that says smart and easy to use software for accountants. Now free agents positioning is actually kind of interesting because one of the things that they seem to do differently to others in this space is they will offer their software to accountants to use with their clients and they'll also offer it to banks that they can give that software then to the people that are banking with them. So it's almost like their positioning statement is actually more about how they get access to the software to businesses without having to sell it directly to the businesses. So maybe their positioning statement will be, we provide accounting software to small businesses through our partnership with banks and accountants, right? So that'll be a way that they're differentiating against these other sites which are selling the software directly. The final example on the page is Sage. Now Sage is really, really weak ad. It just says Sage, official site, three months free, sage.com. Everything you need to manage your startup or small business finances, learn more, get three, and then it's truncated. So two things might be going on here. Firstly, Sage might not have a clue what their positioning is. And actually, if we go on the website, that is definitely a possibility. There's nothing about this which makes it stand out. But the thing that they are absolutely repeating is the three months free. They've got it mentioned at the top of the page on their website, they've got it mentioned in the header of the site, they've also got it mentioned just below the fold. This is the thing that they are leading with, it's three months free accounting software. So 
This is their offer because they haven't found another way to differentiate themselves against competitors, they're leading with this offer, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But the danger if you're leading on price or if you're leading on an offer is that one of the other better defined businesses starts also offering a similar offer and then all of a sudden you've lost your differentiator, you've lost your USP. So that'll be how I'd analyze a market, that'll be how I'd analyze your competitors by looking at what's the language that they're using, how are they talking differently about the, what, what sort of things are they emphasizing and what's different to how they're positioning themselves to how you would position yourself. Now you don't need to know the answer yet, you're just observing the space. We're a big fan of exposure and just having a look. You're just taking all of this information in. The next stage in the listening phase is to listen to your customers. Sometimes the fish doesn't know that water exists, i.e. sometimes there's something about your business that you don't realize stands out, but actually your customers are choosing you because of this. You've got two ways of finding this out. You've got two ways of talking to your customers. The first way is to talk to your sales team if you have one. Find out what the most common sales conversations sound like and what the typical concerns your prospects have. Is there a killer phrase that your sales team uses or do they know that there's a feature of your business which if they need to get someone over the line, that's what they would use? If you're unsure, you can also add a question to their sales scripts. Why did you choose us? And actually get your customers to tell them, well, I chose you because all the others locked me into a 12-month contract and you only had a three-month contract or whatever. So that might be part of your positioning statement. If you don't have a sales team or you don't want to talk to them, then you can just talk to your customers directly. So customer call research is something that we'll do for our clients from time to time at Exposure Ninja. And it's one of my favorite things to do because it can give you all sorts of amazing insight. One of the things I'll do on customer calls is ask people to grade possible USPs in order of importance. So for example, one business I remember doing this for ages ago uh, was a business that thought the reason people bought from them was because of the personality of the owner and the fact that they were a local British business. Well, actually, it turned out that the main reason people bought from them when I asked their customers to grade their USPs was actually because they offered their product in bespoke sizing. And a lot of the customers didn't even know that it was made in the UK. So that really wasn't something that was important to them at all. So this kind of customer research can be great as a way of sanity checking. Is this thing that we're talking about all the time actually important to people or is it something else that they're buying from us? Okay, so that's the listening phase. You've listened to your competitors, you've listened to your team and you've listened to your customers. The next stage is the thinking phase. So in this thinking phase, you're kind of throwing all your ideas into a big mixing pot and seeing what comes out. You will have collected some examples of possible positioning statements. You probably will have had some ideas already and you may find that some of them fall into the following category. Perhaps you make customers more money than your competitors. And this, by the way, saving money can be either because you cost less or there's some other efficiency in there or they don't need to buy a thing to go with it or whatever. Maybe you save your customers time. Maybe you make them look good. If we think a lot about car sales, a lot of car sales and the different positioning of car brands is actually how the customer looks and how the customer feels or how the customer thinks that they look when they're driving each particular car. It's very difficult, for example, to, to differentiate BMW and Audi just by, you know, there's no real workmanship uh, difference. I guess BMW is probably focused on being the ultimate driving machine and the balance of the car. That's probably their positioning. But really, a lot of people are going to be making their decision based on 
how the product makes them look. And it's really important to understand what's going on in your customer's head if that's the case so that you can play up to that in your marketing messaging. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna narrow this down and you're gonna start trying to work out a few positioning statements that you might wanna use. Now, by the way, if you're worried about getting this wrong, don't be. The next step is actually to test which positioning statements resonate the best with your customer. And it's also okay for this to change over time. So don't feel like you're committing to something extreme here. Right now, you also might be thinking, wait Tim, what does a correct positioning statement look like? Can you give me the, the formula can you give me the template that I'm guaranteed to win with so that you can feel like you got the right answer and you get a big tick well here's the shocking truth there really is no secret there is no magic template this is not a discrete exercise there are millions of possible variants and there is no single right answer for your business no wand is going to come out from your earphones and magically give you the validation that you seek unfortunately so this is something that you have to play with yourself but having said all of that, if you do want a template, here's something that you can use. Business name helps customer do solution. People choose us because we differentiation point. Okay, and I'll say that again. Business name helps customer do solution. People choose us because we differentiation. So for example, Aldi sells food. People choose them because they're lower cost than their competitors, right? BMW sells cars. People choose them because they feel they look good when they're driving them or whatever the thing might be. So you're probably thinking, okay, Tim, that doesn't sound very elegant. That doesn't sound very marketing textbook. Guess what? It doesn't have to. A plain English positioning statement is brilliant because you'll actually use it. You'll actually remember it. What we don't need is some fancy marketing corporate speak thing here. We don't need something with clever puns. We don't need something that ties in the values and our commitment to sustainability over a million years and creating happiness amongst generations. You just need a clear, simple way of describing what your business does for who and why people buy from you because then you'll actually use it. If you get a 28 page brand manual with a three paragraph description of your business's persona, you're never gonna use it. You're never gonna be able to bounce ideas off that in your marketing work. You need something clear and simple. You're not gonna also use this as a tagline on your website. This is something for you internally to use as a filter when you're passing your marketing comms through it. Okay, so you've come up with some ideas. The next stage we're gonna talk about is testing and how to make sure you've got something that resonates with your customer. Before we do that though, I just wanted to offer you some free digital marketing help. Our digital marketing agency, Exposure Ninja, helps SMEs generate more leads and sales through their website. And if you're looking to generate more leads through your website, then we have a free service which is really helpful helpful. It's called the free website and digital marketing review and you can request it over on our website ExposureNinja.com. When you go to our site you'll see a big button that you can click to request your free review. When you request this review you'll get a short questionnaire which asks you for a bit of information about your business and your marketing goals. One of our team will then analyze your website and your digital marketing and they'll also have a look at your competitors. They'll then put together a prioritized list of actions that you can follow over the next 6 to 12 months to significantly increase the volume of sales that you're generating through your website. This 
website and marketing review is completely free and it's a really awesome thing to do if you're considering working with a digital marketing agency like Exposure Ninja to give your business more visibility. So head over to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request your free website and digital marketing review today. Okay, so you've got your ideas for your value. Okay, so you've got your ideas for your positioning statement. Now it's time to test it before you head out to the tattoo parlor and get that full face positioning statement inked in. The first and most simple way to do it is by bouncing your positioning statement or a few different positioning statements that you're trying to choose between against your sales team. If your sales team is anything like the team at Exposure Ninja, they'll tell you if you've got it wrong, okay? So what you're gonna do is say, hey, sales team, does this statement reflect where you think we are in the market? They'll say, yeah, that's pretty good. Or they'll say, well, actually, that's not why people choose us. People choose us for another reason, in which case you need to go back to the drawing board. The next place to test your positioning statement or your statements is against your customers. There's a few different ways you could do this from surveying them, so sending them out a little form which asks them to click on the one which they feel most accurately represents your business and is most accurate for why they chose you. You also might wanna try talking to some of the customers that you're particularly close with or just ringing up a few out of the blue and, and asking them, say, hey, we're working on our internal marketing positioning statement and I just wanted to check this with you. Does this reflect why you chose to do business with us and how you see us in the market? If you want extra brownie points, you could even test your positioning statements against potential customers. So how you might do this is by running ads using the differentiation points in your positioning statement and seeing which ad has the highest click-through rate. Let's say, for example, at Exposure Ninja, we wanted to test whether really our clients wanted more leads and sales through their website or whether they just wanted to generate more profit for their business. Well, we might run two ads. We might run a control ad, which is, if you want to generate more leads and sales for your business, then request our free marketing review. And we might run a competitor ad, a variant, which is, if you want to generate more profit for your business, request our free marketing review just as an example. What we would then do is look at the comparative click-through rates between each of these ads to see, okay, does leads and sales, does talking about leads and sales actually resonate with our audience? You might also want to set up landing pages which reflect those positions as well. So you can actually follow that through to seeing what type of leads or customers you're getting through each of these positioning statements. So you can really go as deep as you like, but I would caution you against overthinking this. Once you've found something that seems to resonate with your team, that's gonna be better than nothing, okay? <laughs> Having any positioning statement, as long as it's approximately right, is gonna be better than nothing because you will still have a filter to run all your marketing messages through. The final thing I'm gonna say on positioning statement is once you have your positioning statement, please, please, tell your agency what it is. It makes our lives so much easier when we work with a business that knows what it is that they sell, who they sell to, and why people should choose them. Remember, this stuff can guide the copy in your ads, it can guide the copy in your website, it can guide your social media content, the messages that you choose to share. All of this stuff is guided by your position in the market. So spend a bit of time on it and I hope you found this useful as an exercise to run through. Okay, actionable tips and a bit of a recap. We've looked today at a three-step process for building your positioning statement. Step one, listening. 
listen to your customers, listen to your team, and listen to your competitors as well to see how they're talking and where they're putting themselves in the space. Step two is to build out your positioning statement using or not using the template that I suggested. Remember, it's more important that it feels right to you than it fits a predefined template. And step three is to test it. Bounce your positioning statement or positioning statements off against customers and your team. And if you're really geeky, run some PPC ads and test the relative click-through rates to find out which differentiation points are the most appealing to your target customer. So I hope you found this useful. Don't forget to subscribe to Digital Marketing podcast on whatever podcast platform you're using and also please leave us a review we get really really excited to read through the reviews that you leave for the show so please do leave us a review and if you've got any questions or comments about your positioning statement contact us through our website exposureninja.com until next week see you soon